Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade. <laughs> no, that's not working for you? Uh, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And this week, I will be acting really fucking weird for no apparent reason. Let's talk about that. Let's let's indeed. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna start stealing other YouTubers' intros. Oh, okay. Like, uh, let's talk about that. Does uh, uh, from Rhett and Link and Good Mythical Morning. I, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Don't know it. Right over my head. You live, but you live in a fucking cave. Uh, basically. Okay. Um, I not going to steal other YouTubers intros because uh, my gut tells me that's a surefire way even though we're nobodies uh, to get ourselves put on somebody's radar real fast and sued. Yeah, <laughs> And some of those YouTubers have a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yes they do. And I like Rhett and Link. <laughs> and I don't want to fuck with any of them. No. Uh, so anyway, this week James, in case you didn't know we're going to be jumping into Season 3, Episode 20, The Prom. You shut the fuck up. We I'm, are not. I am dead serious. What? I know. I know. I know. I know I know what you're thinking. No. I know what you're thinking. The Prom, it's got to be an episode about werewolves. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. So. Right. Yeah, that's what we're Spoiler. doing this week. Spoiler alert. It wasn't. Well, we're going to talk about that because I have some, I have some, I have some notions. Do you? I do. They're very, uh, they're uh, very uh, no, notiony. About, about um, our our primary antagonist weapon of choice this this episode. Yes, indeed. Okay. Okay. Yes, indeed. Okay. So anyway, how are you, James? How How's your week been? And also, how, on a scale of one to five, how uh, pliable are your nipples right now? Um, six. Okay, okay, all right. I like that. Six. Um, uh, and my week's been all right. Can't complain. All right, that's good. How about yours? Oh, I can always complain. Um, I won't waste my time here or anyone else's time complaining, but... <laughs> Thank God. Um, I'm still... Above ground, and I'm not crying, so I assume right everything now, is well. You right sh- now, guys sh- you guys should have seen him about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it was waterworks. It was it was uh, right. We went deep, you know, and it and it got me. It really got me down in my feels. <laughs> it does. It does. It it gets you. It gets you good when I go deep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you're giving away our behind the curtain uh, secrets. That's how we both get ramped up to do what, the show every week. What, pe- what people don't realize is for the last uh, three seasons that we've been doing this, we've led everyone to believe that we uh, aren't in the same location. Right. When I actually, go ahead and tell them. You are right next door. Yes. I am literally in the room next to him. In the room right and next door. And the wall that, that we share between the two rooms, there is, in fact, a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, and anybody that knows Jeremy uh, or has seen Jeremy naked knows that it must be a paper-thin wall. <laughs> and, and anyone who has seen me naked, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm very sorry. Uh, well, that's good. I'm glad uh, uh, your week is going well. Um, well enough. So uh, I have something non uh, Buffyverse related to relate to you. Okay, I'm ready well, for any was, any any news that you would like to relay. I was I was asked to relay this to you. Okay. Um, by your big sister. Okay. Ms. Ms. Darlene. Okay. Um, she, uh, she asked me to relay it because she thought it would be a neat, um, surprise for lack of a better term. Now, now she likes to call herself my big sister, but she's like five, two and I'm like five, <laughs> ten, five, eleven. So she's really I'm, very I'm, small. I'm pretty sure that the term big sister, big brother, um, is age related, not oh, stature, not stature. Oh, right. okay. Right. I didn't see, I'm yeah. dumb. I didn't, I didn't know that. It's okay. Thanks for it's stepping okay. in and, and helping me out again, James. Hey, that's what I'm here for, buddy. Right that's on, what I'm man. here for. Right on. Um, so she thought this would be uh, a nice little surprise for you to get this information, um, while we were recording because, uh, the information, uh, that I'm about to relay to you pertains to something we have previously discussed on the podcast a while back, and that is uh, caffeine-free Dr. Pepper uh-huh. and its lack of availability in your area. Yes, yes. So uh, Ms. Darlene mm-hmm. uh, told me that she has been in communication with the Keurig slash Dr. Pepper company mm-hmm. Um Pretty much ever since uh, we mentioned that issue on our podcast, mm-hmm. and um, they have relayed to her that they, so, I'm sorry, she's been in t- she's been in contact with the uh, customer relations and marketing departments okay. over there. Okay, and they have relayed to her that. They are going to look into working on getting Dr. Pepper, caffeine-free Dr. Pepper, uh, into stores in your area. Sweet. Fucking so, sweet. obviously, you know, uh, that there's... Would, that would make my year. There's, um, there's, there's no telling when or, honestly, if that will actually happen. Right, right. But, um, but that, that is the information she has been given. Um, so there you go. Hopefully you will see that on store shelves in your area soon. And, uh, if you do, you owe your big sister, who is your big sister because she's older than you, not because she's taller than you. Oh, remember, um, a big thank you. Well, I will already, I will pre, I will give her a preemptive big thank you for, for doing that to begin with. And for yeah, for, definitely. For, I mean, that's definitely, that's all, but that's my sister. I mean, these types of things don't, they're awesome and I love them, but they don't surprise me from my sister. Cause that's the type of person that she is. But right. thank you, sis. I appreciate that so much. And I had forgotten all about it. I had completely forgotten about that discussion. God, that was probably like what season one. Oh no, no, that was definitely this season. It was earlier oh, was this, this season? season. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, early onset dementia, you know, that, that, uh, that explains that, but. <laughs> Listen, hey, we've, been, do- oh, we've been doing this nonstop with the exception of, like, month-long breaks. Right. For our... since, since since what? Uh, when did the first episode drop? Did it... 2021? 
Oh, okay. Maybe you're right. I thought it was during COVID, but maybe you're right. Um, so, like, we're allowed a little leeway. Everything starts to blend together after a while. It really is, because I'll think certain things happened in, like, we discussed in, like, season one, and it's like, no, that was, like, last week. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <Right>. okay. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like, nope. And there's been times where I've been like, no, that happened in, like, season two. And it's like, nope, that happened four episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, another uh, thing, I did not know that Keurig and Dr. Pepper were the same company. Yeah. I yeah. was I was unawares. I'm sorry, 2022. We started in February of 2022. Really? Yeah. See, I would so have, it's a, I would have bet it's, the farm that it was 2021. Nope. Wow. So it's only been a, a little over a year. Wow. And we've already knocked out Basically three seasons. Basically three seasons, yeah. I mean, that's how fucking good we are, dude. I mean, we were we started out as amateurs. Right. We were little baby podcasters. Right. Mere and amateurs. And now look at us. We're, we've basically taken the podcast space by storm. Right. Like, Joe Rogan come, who? Right. Fuck that guy. Never even heard of that idiot. Right. There's. What do you mean there's other Buffy podcasts? I don't think so. Bitch, please. I don't think anybody that's listening to a Buffy podcast that isn't this one has no taste. Um, but I listen to another Buffy podcast. Well, I'm case in point, <laughs> but I also <laughs> listen to this one. Do you now? Well, wait <laughs> yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You listen to another Buffy podcast. I do. What's wrong do. with you, James? I, it's, it's not, it's, it's, not bad. I'm sorry. Who? Wh- now, is this something I'm you were listening? I'm not going to name them. Now, is this something you were listening to b- before we started our podcast? No, they started after ours. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The ones who think Joyce was a great mother. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I, I don't know. I, their their lack of. Um, uh, reading people, I'm, I'm going to have to say, uh, I'm just going to skip that. <laughs> you can skip it. I, uh, I, I started listening to it just to, just to get an idea of, uh, what they were going to be doing. Um, especially since they started after us almost a year after us. Right. Um, we did. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent podcast. They're doing, they're doing okay things over there. It's, it's I don't, nowhere near our level, though. Yeah, I mean, no. let's let's be honest. Right. Plus, do they do video? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, fuck them then. I don't think so. If they're scared to show themselves on camera, fuck them. But also, like, their spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. But also, like, so I, I've said this from the get-go. Our, well, I haven't said this from the get-go, but I do think we have an edge over other podcasts mm-hmm. because uh, especially in case in point of this this other podcast in particular we're not sponsored oh we no. are not beholden to anybody oh the other There's, podcast is sponsored it's sponsored what the fuck they started a year after us and they have sponsors they started with sponsors how the f- what it's a professional podcast put out by a professional like podcasting company. Oh, oh, it's so it's like a corp. Uh, okay, yeah. 
See, I was everything else I'd set up to this point. I'm just breaking balls and being stupid, but that turns me that that honestly does turn me off right there. That's one of the reasons I, mean, I don't listen to Rogan anymore. I mean, I they're definitely fans. They're definitely fans of the show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't no doubt that. Fans. Yeah, I don't doubt that. But, but it's they were obviously. I don't think they were approached to do this. I think they they approached their their bosses or whoever because they they hosted another podcast mm. before this one. So they, I believe they approached whoever was behind that podcast and, and whatnot and said, Hey, we would like to do this. And those people were like, yeah, great. Go ahead. Jeez. You know, I wish we had some like, fucking sponsor fucking sweet. But Listen, I would sell my soul in a heartbeat for the right fucking dollar amount. I would, I would stop swearing every week when we do this. See, I don't know if I could do that. I would. We would have to have adult. Adult sponsors like Blue Chew and like Vibrator and Dildo companies because I'm not gonna rein in, I'm not gonna change who I am, but I would sell my soul. Right. right <laughs> I mean, right. but but anyway, anyway, we've gone off track. What? Yes, I do listen. What? I do listen to another Buffy podcast. It is the one that started after ours. It is the one you're thinking about. And I'm I'm not gonna crap on them. Well, they're, listen, they're I'm doing... I'm just gonna say one thing, and I'm gonna leave it at that. There can be only one. <laughs> they're doing their thing over there. They're obviously fans. They're 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 as passionate about about the Buffy as we are. I I'll give them that. They're doing their own thing over there, and it's and they're it's getting not a, paid for it. And it's and it's not a bad podcast. That anger, I, that I, angers me deeply. I enjoy listening to it. I need to find one of us needs to get some fucking sponsor shit going on because we need some of that sweet, sweet sponsor money. Um, is our podcast better? Yeah, of course. Is that's, that that's an objective? Not even a, that's not even a question. Is that an objective opinion? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and that's fact. It's fact. They are fact, it's and then there are there there are facts. I'm sorry, and then there is fiction, and this. And and that's all there is. Just so we're clear, there's no such thing as alternative fucking facts. Just right. Uh, there's just facts. Right. And truth. The facts. It's truthiness. Right. And the truthiness in this situation is: look at these mugs. Look at this charisma. And and I'll just leave it at that. Right. They do a good podcast. We do a better podcast. They do good. We are great. They probably kill us in download numbers. <laughs> they probably have like two million downloads an episode, and we have like two hundred. Dude, Nerf Herder did their theme song. Their theme what? song. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now that's just some bullshit. I'm sorry. That is. Do you want to reach out to Nerf Herder and see if we can afford no. them to, to to kick us back a theme song? Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, we'll write you a theme song too for 10k," and I'll be like, "Right." Or I'll just steal the one you wrote for Buffy. <laughs> and use it for free. <laughs> How about that, Nerf Herder? Okay. Um, oh, yeah. They're definitely blowing us away in downloads oh, and yeah. probably listens and, yeah, yeah. and everything else. And, yeah, they're getting paid for it. We're doing this out of – we're doing this for love of the game. That's people. right. Let it be known that they have sold their souls 
and they're getting paid for this. We do it simply because there there needs to be something greater out there. Let's let's just leave it at that. But also, we would sell our souls and get paid to do this in a heartbeat. Oh yes, if anybody wanted to, in a in so fast, you know. it, it, it's insane how quickly I would sign on the dotted line. My balls, it, it, I would, I would move to sign that contract so fast. My balls would retract back up into my abdomen. Oh, okay. I that's how fast. I'd like to see that. My, my, my weenus would become a vagina. So you I would, would still have so your, fast. You'd still have the sack meat, but. The the actual jewels would would be back into the abdomen. Yes, that's how so fast you would I just would have be. sack meat with. Okay, okay, right. right, all right. I don't know how to segue out of that, but uh... I, don't, I don't. Anyway, <laughs> I'll say it again. They do a good podcast. We do a better podcast. Nothing against them. They're doing they're doing their thing over there. It's 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 good. It's a decent podcast. I enjoy it. I'm not afraid to admit it. Is it long um, form like ours, or are they like? They they're they're usually about an hour to an hour and a half. Mm. Um, I, that being said, I have before we started doing this and kind of trying to suss out what else was out there, I have listened to other Buffy podcasts, and all those other ones suck. Well, let me tell you something else, my friend. As everyone knows. Once we've con- concluded with Buffy and Angel that we're going to be going on to Highlander, I've reached out to Queen, okay? <laughs> Freddie Mercury himself has told me that he is going to write our theme song <laughs> for our show. So fuck them and fuck Nerve Herder, too. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I did listen to other Buffy podcasts in the past. Uh, I, to I, see, I've s- just never, I never have. I um, did a quick search before we started this one. And I've told this right. I've told this story before, and I found I want to say like three or four. A, a couple of them seemed like they had been abandoned or maybe weren't doing it anymore. One of them didn't seem like it was really all that. It was weird. They just like talked about random things in the Buffyverse, and then right. the only one I saw that was like the format what I was thinking of. I listened to it briefly, and I was like, oh, "This fucking sucks." That's that's pretty much what I did. I yeah. did a I did a quick search to see what else was out there, you know, listen to to you know an episode or two of of what was out there and was like this this is not good, um, which I think if you're when you're gonna dive into something like this, like you kind of need to do that because you need to figure out what is and isn't gonna work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, it was very easy to see that nothing the other people were doing was working. Yeah. And um, maybe nothing we're doing is working, but right. the difference is these mugs. Right. Well, and we did have we did have a solid idea of what we wanted our format and our show to be. Well, yeah, when, yeah. We didn't go into when, it like, "Huh, let's just talk." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And and I think we've we've managed to accomplish that and kind of evolve it since we started doing it. But anyway, we've gone, we've gone way off. No way. We never do that. Way off course. Um, So 
why don't you do the part where you ask me if we have anything to talk about regarding last week's episode? Oh, okay. Uh, James, I was just I was just wondering, do we have anything to talk about from last week's episode or um no? We do. Oh, we do? Do once again. I had uh, no idea. I have not again, read any of this three to four times each. Once again, uh, Ms. Darlene and our new friend. Oh, actually, before I get into that, I do want to welcome another new friend. Another new um, friend. Another new friend. Uh, uh, Alex. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call you Alex because I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of your full name. Um, so I'm just gonna call you Alex. Uh, he subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um, so thank you, Alex, for joining us thank you, thank uh, you. on this adventure. Uh, it's lovely to have you, and hopefully uh, at some point you'll reach out to us uh, as Darlene and uh, Catherine have. Um, but yes, we have, uh, we have some uh, comments from Ms. Darlene and uh, our relatively new friend, Ms. Catherine. Um, uh, let's start with... Uh, Ms. Darlene, um, I'm going to skip some of the stuff she said here. Um, okay. <laughs> well, no, it, it just, so the first part of it ties into um, how you said previously that she was always um, the oh, good one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I gotcha. stuff. Um, so doesn't really pertain to the episode. Sure. Um, uh, she does make some valid points. She was older than you, but also like you should have known better, dude. You should have been better. I I was a fuck up. I mean, let's just be honest. (laughs) Listen, I call Um, things the way they are and I was a fuck up. And then her, her second points are regarding me, uh, jokingly saying that her opinion about, um, earshot that she gave a five was wrong. Yeah. Um, um, she basically she, said, listen, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Right. Yeah. She, she put me in my place. Yeah. Except <laughs> for like, the, every now and then I, I, I have like... heard of people being born without an asshole and, yeah. they've, and they've had to surgically uh, give one. Right. Right. So. Yeah. She put me in my place and I liked it. Oh, did you? Did you, did, um, you, did you do a little tweaking? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to take that the, as a yes. <laughs> let's get into the meat and potatoes of her comments. The meat and potatoes. Uh, about about the actual uh, episode um, choices. Um, She says, I respect the man crush James has on David Boreanaz to each his own. So here's the thing. Do I have a man crush on David Boreanaz? Yes, I do. Um, Do I have at this, at this point in my life and watching Buffy and I'm talking about in 99, Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much David Boreanaz himself. It, it was Angel. I wanted to be Angel. Oh, sure, sure. Like, he was he was stoic and and cool and... Dashing like he, and debonair. And he, he dressed cool. Like, I wanted to be Angel, okay? Sure, sure. Um, Did you want that fruity Angel tattoo? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay. Um, uh... But yeah, I wanted to be Angel, like no question about it. Sure. Um. So, and I think like 
I think everyone goes through those phases in their lives. Yeah. Like, if, if not, there's something wrong with you. Right. Like before I wanted to be Angel, I wanted to be Duncan McLeod. Yeah. Before I mean, you wanted to be Duncan McLeod, I wanted to be Mythos. Right. Um, you know, and before I wanted to be Duncan McLeod, I wanted to be Batman. And now, after wanting to be Batman and wanting to be Duncan McLeod and then wanting to be Angel, I want to be Batman again. So I wanted to be I I wanted to be Strawberry Shortcake. Okay. There was a brief period where I wanted to be Rainbow Bright. Oh, uh, Rainbow Bright. Did she have rainbow hair? Yeah. I don't really remember. Um. Uh, and then there was a time where I wanted to be the Care Bear Hugs a lot. So See, I always wanted to be Strawberry Shortcake because I thought, like, in the world of Strawberry... Because I didn't know anything about Strawberry Shortcake. But I thought, mm-hmm. like, in that little world, like, all the houses and everything were made out of cupcakes. Oh, okay. And I could just, like, eat my house. Okay. I don't know. And they always smelled... They had, like, this... Because one of my little cousins <clears throat> had these Strawberry Shortcake toys, and they smelled, like, really good. Yeah. If that makes any yeah. sense at all. Um... She goes on to say, I've just never been attracted to clean-shaven pretty boys. It's just a personal preference, but I prefer men to look like men. Give me a bearded lumberjack any day of the week. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. Okay. Okay. James is, okay, he's just left the premises, um, and I'm here alone, so... I uh, I don't really know what to say when I'm alone. I will comment that he does have a strap around his chair. That okay, James is back and he is in full lumberjack regalia, um, a black and white checkered lumberjack shirt. Oh, so, uh, oh, how you so, doing, uh, darling? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, now it's yes. summertime almost, <laughs> so you're going to be shaving the beard soon, aren't you? Um, June, yeah, some, sometime the week of June 21st. June 21st is the official first day of summer. Um, oh, I got you. I got you. So, yeah, sometime, sometime that week. So uh, then, but I then, then you're an unbearded lumberjack. Then I'll be whatever you need me to be. <laughs> Except you, you don't have any idea how to like chop down trees or anything like that. I do actually. I oh. cut down, I cut down two, uh, two trees, um, in, uh, our backyard at the uh, old homestead. Okay. Were now were they actually so, trees or were they like dogwood saplings? No, no, they were they were trees. Full, full, they were trees. Full on trees. Full full on trees. Yes. Okay. So yes. you are indeed a lumberjack. I am indeed a lumberjack. Okay. So, right. uh, you know, I could be your brother-in-law one day. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! There, uh, Charlie. Uh, let's put the brakes on that. I haven't even gotten to sit down and, and talk to you yet. So, uh, I'm just give. I'm just busting your balls. Um, uh, do, 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 do. uh, in regards to superpowers, she says that you lived in actual capes or homemade capes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can totally validate your wish to fly. Um, Assuming one can control his or her her superpower, how awful to never be able to stop flying, for instance. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to control the power. Otherwise, yeah, all bets are off at that point. Uh, 
I'm sticking with invisibility as my preference. Definitely not immortality. No thanks. That would be horrific on almost every level. Um, I could see that. I still say I could see that being very fun. Uh, she says, I physically applauded you, James, when explaining that we should never tell or imply to little girls that abuse mistreatment equals love and or like. Uh, statistics prove that that to be detrimental. You, sir, have a very lucky niece. Uh, thank you. I think she's lucky, too. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> have me. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to re retread what we talked about last week. But yeah, we we definitely should not be, you know, telling little girls or or little boys that that that's how people show affection. It there, it's just, it's not good. No. And and once again, also in addition to that, we need to be rid of the phrase "boys will be boys," as we discussed thoroughly last week too. Oh yeah. Um, she gave you a big fat no on calling our fans, uh, sl- uh, slates, slates, <laughs> right? Fine. Um, everybody, everybody shit all over that idea. And it's, it's, it's deeply hurt me. Right. And you know, nothing against Darlene or Catherine, but neither one of them posited a different, uh, name. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Actually, I, I, I'm, I correct myself. Darlene did. Um, she suggested Slatum. Nah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. Not feeling it. But it's um, better than Slaysoners, but, but we'll, well, somebody will, something will just happen. Some, something, will, something will pop up. Like chlamydia. It'll just happen. <laughs> It'll just, just happen. <laughs> Uh, she says, Inter- interesting tidbit about Allison Hannigan and Alexis Denisoff being married. I never would have guessed that. Oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, that is interesting yeah. for for first time watchers that wouldn't that didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, she goes on to say that she also felt like the college talk had already been brought up before. Um, it seems like it had been discussed how many colleges Willow was getting accept- acceptances from. Maybe it was Buffy, Buffy wondering if she should even apply or thinking there was no point in applying. I don't know, but I felt the same. Um, she then goes on to say that you'd never have to tell her who you are when, if you, when you call her on the phone. Um, uh, and then she she's wonders if uh, you've ever wondered who it is when she's called you on the phone. I wonder who anyone would ever call me on the phone. I wonder who they all are. Listen, Darlene, I'm like, who is fact- this? And it's like your mother. I'm listen, like, Oh, listen, Darlene. Fact of the matter is we do this every week. And, um, when, when he finally signed on today to record and he, and he saw me sitting here like every week, he let out an audible gasp and said, who the fuck are you? And why are you in my channel? <laughs> and, and why are you here? And I was also so. like, and why don't you have pants on? <laughs> and then he was right. like, hang on, but we won't talk about that. Right. I, the pants thing is maybe a fair question, but everything yeah. before that was really like, come on, dude. Yeah. Every week. And he had like a jar of peanut butter sitting up there on the counter. I was like, what is even happening? And then I remembered that it was James. Right. So. The, the, uh, scary part is I'm allergic to nuts. 
Are you really? No, no, I'm not. Oh, no. oh that's good because I fed you quite a few. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I would probably slip my wrists if I was allergic to nuts. Right. I've thought about I, that before. I love nuts too much. I know you do. Um, I but love I love them in and around my mouth. <laughs> No, I've honestly, I've thought about that before because I'm a, dude, like peanut butter. Well, I love peanut butter, I crunchy peanut butter especially. I can't even begin to tell you the love affair, yeah. my, my lifelong love affair with peanut butter. And I thought, yeah. oh my God, if I was allergic, I, I would, why would I live? What would be the point right. of living? Or if I was lactose intolerant. Well, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, uh, you, you, do you want me to get you a gun? I've, I've already slashed. Okay. I'm bleeding okay. out right now. No, no, honestly, after after they started making really good lactose uh, lactose free milk, um, not I ain't talking almond milk or you know, right? Like lactate. Like yeah, lactate. like yeah, that's what I drink, and it's fuck, it's good. So yeah, but. yeah, I drink almond milk. And uh, just so you know, friend, you can become lactate lactose intolerant at any point in your life. I, I'm ready to kill myself at it, any point. It happened to me in my 30s. I'm ready to kill myself at any point. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I already have plenty of razor Don't blades. Don't worry. <laughs> Should I develop any sort of nut allergy or not be able to eat cheese anymore, I've oh. already got an exit plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exit plan. Dear, dear world. I will I not live in I... you without cheese. I can no longer digest pizza. <laughs> oh, God, no. I don't have it that bad. Basically, for me, it's just milk. As nope. long as I avoid regular milk, I'm fine. Otherwise, I shit myself um, horrifically. I, uh, I drink almond milk, but that's not uh, like any sort of like lactose intolerance or anything. It's mm-hmm. literally because... Um, you're, you're strange. The, no, because oh, oh. like the the expiration date on like almond milks mm-hmm. are like months and months whereas whereas like i would buy a gallon of of milk and yeah like, get, i would well, have you to, get like a week <laughs> right i would have yeah. to drink a gallon of milk in a week and like yeah. i just like i like milk and i use yeah. milk but i just don't use it like that yeah like lactate is i get it's it's about a month i get about a yeah. month out of it so Maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try lactate then, because it, it's really all about the expiration dates yeah. for me. It's good. Like, I, 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 my mouth makes love to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, in regards to the cold open, she says, "I know it was meant to be humorous, and Angel's response to Buffy was funny, but whiny Buffy grates on my nerves." Oh, thank you. Um. But we gotta remember, she's a teenager. She's a teenager and a woman. And a woman. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> we kid. We kid. We it's kid, all jokes. We kid. Jeez. Um, it looked like Buffy wore a silky spaghetti strap nightgown to school. Yeah. Today's dress codes are much more lenient than they were in the 80s and 90s. That dress wouldn't have happened. She would have, at the very least, been made to wear her jacket the entire day, just speaking from experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, keep in mind that this was the 90s. Well, she me- she's talking 80s, early 90s. Okay. Because, I mean, Dar- 
I don't want to give anything away, but she graduated in the 1890s. I'm sorry, uh, early 1990s. Wow. Wow. I, I'm just saying. That's no way to talk about my future Your future ex-wife. wife? Your future ex-wife? <laughs> I'm going to stop joking like that because I'm not getting the horrified reactions from you that I hope No, I, I just, I, when, I couldn't, I literally couldn't. When I. If I tried, I, I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> She's I, a grown woman, you know. Um, and you're almost a grown man. <laughs> just close. You so are close. You're right on the verge, oh, dude. Almost a grown man. I'm I almost know. a big boy. I know. <laughs> Wait till you get to wear uh, your big boy pants. Uh, full disclosure, although Xander now grosses me out, I enjoyed his getting in some jabs at Cordy. I do not like the Cordy we've been seeing recently. It does seem odd that she's looking... Well, before I go on. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I liked him getting those digs in on Cordy, too. Yeah. Like, despite the fact that I'm not a Xander fan. But still, um, if they were both hanging from a cliff, I would save her and let him fall horrifically right, to his death. Right. And and as you're well aware, Jeremy and I both agree. Like, we don't like this Cordy anymore either. No, like, no. Like, she, she had grown past this, and they just, like... So much character growth, and then all of a sudden, blah, right. back to season one. Um, she goes on to say, it does seem odd that she's looking so sad about the dress though. When it, when I would assume she'd just be able to snap it up with daddy's credit card, which leaves me with the vibe that her money well has dried up for some reason. Maybe her parents have our divorcing. I don't know for certain, but it's definitely something. And it likely explains why she's been so awful to everyone lately. Darlene, did you read ahead? Did you read ahead? Now did she was she was known for doing that as a as a kid in school. She used to get in so trouble. Her, te- her the teachers would say Darlene was reading ahead again. Mom would be like, "Well, what did she read ahead? The whole goddamn book." I because my sister would read like eleven books a day. I, I, I she's in good company. I used to get in trouble from teachers too for reading ahead. See, I never did that. I got in trouble for not reading it at all. <laughs> like at all so. um because we will get answers to those questions in this episode will we we will i forgot all i don't even know i guess i'll just have to refer to my notes um she then says i loved and laughed out loud at the finger gesture made by wesley oh when forbidding buffy to leave I did i'm too. really enjoying this character and i honestly didn't expect to oh wesley's the shiznit and he gets even better Spoiler Shit. alert, he becomes a regular on Angel. Oh, my God. Stop doing that, dude. What? Everybody knows that, right? Darlene doesn't. Oh. Well, I'm giving her something to look forward to. Um, but that hand, I still say I believe that was ad-libbed. Uh, she says, Jeremy broke me with the, I've only heard my mom speak of it in hushed tones. Yeah, me too. Like <laughs> yeah. I had to mute my mic. You were I had broken. To mute my mic. You were broken. Um, I still am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but I laughed so hard and so long. I had to pause the podcast and then I kept thinking about it and laughing again. One of, one of the boys even asked me if I was okay. I managed to say Uncle Jeremy, and he laughed and said that explains it. Yeah, they know I'm completely insane. Um, 
if ever forced to choose between a loved one, best friend, and others, I am absolutely, without hesitation, choosing my loved one. I agree with Jeremy and the Scoobies 100%. Hey-o! Um, I'm not saying that makes me a better person than you guys. We aren't, but I'm e- not, we are, we but aren't I'm not, either. <laughs> but I'm not not saying that either. <laughs> We're not saying that it makes you a better person either. <laughs> I think it makes you... What is the word I'm looking for? Stupid. <laughs> um, uh, Oz, Oz, Oz. I love everything about this character. Oh, yeah. Welcome, character. welcome to the welcome to the group. When Willow found the books of Ascension and then sat down right there to read them, I yelled, Willow, what are you doing? Take them and get the fuck out. Right. So I wasn't the only one. But at the same time, it's like a perfectly Willow thing to do. It no, it was, but it's like I'm just glad to know I wasn't the only one going. What the what the get what right. the fuck are you doing? You know, right? If you've got time at, to read, you've got time to run. <laughs> at the end of the hostage exchange exchange scene, I thought Faith was looking longingly at her new dagger gift, not the bug. But either way, that's what was in the mystery box: bugs. I was pretty disappointed, but I'm interested to see how they'll be used. So part of this comment, I want to take blame for, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Because when I recapped this scene, I did say Faith looks back at the bug and then the mayor makes her leave with him. I 100% get and should have said when I reviewed the scene that Faith was was looking back at her new knife because if that's what you want to believe if right um i believe she was i fucking wesley (laughs) literally undressing i i have another theory i I read it um, that i will i will bring up after we go through Catherine's comment because Catherine kind of brings up the same thing like i thought she was looking back at the knife you know, not the bug. She was 100% looking back at, at Wesley, potentially the knife and, and not the bug. And I should have been more clear about that when I recapped that scene. And that's on me. Um, I'm going to edit uh, every time you said the, every time you said knife, I'm going to edit it and put, I'm going to say Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) Wesley's bulging dick. (laughs) There, use that. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you think I, you think I'm kidding, but I'm I'm gonna literally do that. Um, I don't know how to feel. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this Buffy episode. I definitely didn't expect fives from either of you, much less both of you. So you probably be surprised when you get to the end of this episode. Too, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 it's probably Spoiler not going to be uh, something you're happy with. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What? Spoiler alert. Cinco. From both of you. So I rewatched the entire episode to see if I missed something, but I still didn't feel it was a five for me. Now, I can't say that it sets things up for the rest of the season because I'm a first-time watcher with no insight into the rest of the season. So perhaps the next episode or two will help me see it from that point of view. I give it maybe four hushed tones, 
because of the epic Oz scene. But before watching the podcast and rewatching the Buffy episode, I honestly felt it was 3.5 hush tones at best. And that's fine. Well, I mean, nothing and, wrong with that. And like she said, maybe when she sees the rest of the season and she thinks back to maybe. this episode, she'll be like, maybe. oh, that's why they thought it was a five. Because maybe we and, have... And may- and and maybe uh, not even maybe I would say a good chunk of our of our final review is probably based a lot on what we know is coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. And in every episode, honestly. and it's hard. It's hard to. It, com- it is hard that. to put push a lot of that to the back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she wraps it out up by saying, "Maybe our recent rating disagreements are because I'm not swayed by what the girls look like." Oh wow. oh wow! What a wow! 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 Wow, Darlene! Wow! 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 That's all I'm gonna say. Wow! Wow! By the way, Cordelia looks really good this week. <laughs> that prom dress, boy. That prom dress, whoo! And those toned <laughs> shoulders and arms. I was like, son. Wait, what? Uh, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Now. She says, I'm very happy to finally have people to talk to about Buffy. Nobody I know ever wants to talk about the episodes. Well, Catherine, um, welcome. Far be it from me to tell anyone how to live their lives, but um, I think you need better friends. Frankly, yes. I mean, your, your friends are obviously not the people that you thought they were. You're not surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, yes. is what it sounds like. You need to surround yourself. So- more with James and I, and, and Darlene, and, and Darlene in our in in, our, in this show, and other other Buffy fans that want to talk about Buffy. In fact, I would Angel. say, you know, quit work, quit everything, quit work, devote yourself fully to this show. Get rid of all those those fair weather friends that don't want to talk about the show. Um, yep. there's a gentleman in your picture. Break up with him if you have to. Divorce is the only is the only answer. Divorce is the only option. Yeah. At this point, no, no. <laughs> Obviously, we're kidding. By the way, this isn't Obviously. this isn't a very good show to come to for advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're kidding. We're we're sorry. We are genuinely sorry that no one ever wants to talk about the episodes with you. But you found us. You we're found here us. now. We're here now. Let us wrap you up. In in our in our Buffyverse arms, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about all the episodes. We will, um, not in hushed tones either. Unless we we're not check. on that episode that week, right. then then we don't care. Um, we don't care at all. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, we could come up with a name, but not the one that Jeremy came up with. <laughs> what the hell, man? Everybody is shitting on me. Man, and I thought, I thought honestly, dude, I'm going to be honest. When I said that, I thought, fuck, that is fucking genius. This is it. I was like, this is, this is it. And, and the fact that, that so many people uh, don't like it, it's, it's a little, it's a little shocking to my ego. I'm going to be honest. You do, you do have a big ego. I do. And it needs to be fed. Like like Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors. Right. Where's my Rick Moranis? That's all I want to know. I thought I was your Rick Moranis. <sighs> no. <laughs> You're right, because I shoot down your ego every fucking chance I get. I know. Pew, pew! I know. I know. 
Always I'm, have. I'm Han, and you're Greedo, and I shot first. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to call it a show, guys. <laughs> uh, when I was listening and got to the part with the winch and the rope, when I heard you guys start to complain, literally my first thought was maybe someone saw that episode of Highlander where they break into the museum. Uh, that's, Told uh, you. That's uh, season... Season one, Lady and the Tiger. Season one, Lady and the Tiger, episode... God, I don't even remember what episode anymore. In the teens, because they were, they were in Paris. They had made it to Paris. I want to say uh, 17. But it was season one, Lady and the Tiger, the first introduction of Amanda, um, and uh, Zachary Blaine. Zachary Blaine played by... Oh, God. Um, shit. A man uh, who went on to become a mega star in Hollywood. Well, around the world. Uh, he, he was in, uh, Harry Potter, right? He was. He played, uh, what's his face, his old man. He played, his character, thank you, was named Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, that's right. I guess we're going to have to do a Harry Potter podcast to get you. We are not, no, 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 no. Yep, we're doing, that's it. Everybody wants to, yep. That's what everybody wants to see. Nope. Yep. I swear to God, Jeremy, then I will drag you through hell for whatever podcast we do after that. I will drag you no, through No, because I already know what you'll do. It'll be CW shit. It'll be the C- the entirety of the CWDC universe. Then I'll drag you through Gilmore Girls. I like Gilmore Girls. Oh, my God. I knew. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> I knew. Okay, Dawson's Creek. Um, I've... Uh, I, I've only seen like four or five episodes Jeez. of Dawson's Creek. You've seen four or five more than me. Um, I'll think of something that will make you want to slash listen, your wrist. Listen, Lorelai Gilmore is a fucking MILF, okay? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, or Mission Impossible. Uh, and but was see, dying oh, 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 I'm and, sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. This, I, I was not the only one. See, you went straight to Mission Impossible. I went immediately to Lady and the Tiger, which we have. Didn't didn't we didn't we uh, determine that Lady and the Tiger was before the Mission Impossible? Yeah. So they were clearly. But, but Lady and the Tiger and Mission Impossible were both before this, right? But it's obvious that they would never watch a stupid. Uh, oh, Tom oh, no. Movie. oh no of course no these hollywood writers certainly didn't go out and watch it's just like one of the biggest tom cruise movies ever but no one likes tom cruise except tom cruise i like tom cruise as an actor not necessarily as a person i've never seen a bad tom cruise movie i've never seen a bad tom cruise movie sorry i don't even know what to say to that Let's just continue. You you tell me one bad Tom Cruise movie right now. Every single one he's ever made. Bullshit. Oh 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 oh. What's that one where he was a, a um supposed to be a super super badass, but he's only like five feet two, one hundred thirty pounds in real life. Oh, listen, that's all of them. Listen, uh, you're Top referring- Gun. Top Gun was was fucking stupid. Oh my god. The Top Gun re uh, not remake, but um um. Part. No, I'm just 
Dude, Tom Cruise does nothing for me. Nothing. Um, I don't. I don't know if I can go on. <laughs> I don't know if I can go on. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going uh, dark here in a minute. Um. Uh, well, that settles it. After we're done with Angel, get ready for James and Germs do Tom Cruise movies. The only two good movies he ever made, in my opinion, were because of his co-stars. And that was that would be Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man and um, when he did uh, Color of Money with uh, um, Newman. Uh, what's his name? Paul Newman. Every other movie he's ever done should was not only bad, but should be removed from film history. And he uh, should also him. be he should also be shot in public. Or Mission Impossible <laughs> and was dying for a chance to try it out. And then James suggests the same thing. Huge Highlander fan, by the way, so I've enjoyed all the references. Well, stay tuned Stick then, Catherine, because because as Jeremy revealed uh, earlier in this very episode it has been officially decided that once we are done with the Buffyverse, which means the last episode of Angel, uh, we will be revisiting Highlander. hey um, So that's, that's official. Um, everyone listening can look forward to that. Um, not sure what the name of that podcast is going to be yet, but... Well, obviously... <laughs> we'll We've got like three years to figure it out. So. I already pretty much know what it should be. You uh, and I were both what? born to be kings. Were we not? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be James and Germs are born to be kings? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, Joyce and Buffy did talk about leaving for college when she got her SATs and they thought it might be possible for her to leave because faith was there, but then faith had to go and be all evil. So it's not really an option. Right. Um, I thought Wesley's forbidding her was great. Like she would ever listen. Oz was of course, amazing as always when Willow found the books and just sat and read them. I had the same reaction, take them and run girl. Don't just sit there. But she was badass when she told Faith off and took that punch like a champ. Yes, she was. It's our Willow. will, our will, is finally coming into her own here. Willow and is, I'm, Willow I'm is here a gangster. For um, the mayor is a total busybody and needed to stay out of Buffy and Angel's relationship. Yeah, yeah, Catherine, he did. Like, don't you have don't you have an ascension to worry about there, big guy? Yeah. Like, go go worry about things that matter. You need to go ascend, motherfucker. Right. Okay. Leave leave Bangel alone. Right. What a, this guy's a dick. I hate him. I hate him. Mm. Uh, I do think Faith wanted to go back for her knife, but totally knew she couldn't. It was a present from her replacement daddy and a badass knife to boot. Uh, I'd give it a five just based on on the Willow and Faith scene and Oz throwing the cauldron against the wall scene. Uh, thank you, Catherine. Um so I'm going to revisit real quick the Faith uh, looking back at the knife scene. Okay. Um, because, um, well, I will say then there was Darlene responded to Catherine's comments. I'm not going to go into that because that's kind of a, that's a 
discussion yeah, on just, the that can just happen right, as a discussion. Right. That's yeah. a discussion on the comment thread um mm-hmm. back and forth, which um I I have now engaged in, as you saw. Hopefully they see at some point. And maybe we can keep this conversation going. But I will say, um I'm I want to revisit that scene. Um because as I said before, I I should have been more clear in my recap. She one hundred percent was looking back at at her knife. Wesley. Wesley's bulging dick. Um, <laughs> uh, but I want to posit another theory. Um, and I'll read it. I'll read it exactly as I posted here. Maybe and, you you have and, to, can... and you have to read the, the misspellings that you... you no, wrote... I already went back and corrected them. It, so was, there. Ha, it, ha. it was big twice instead of bug. And, ha, ha. and I was ha, like, wow. Okay. And maybe you and I can have a little discussion about this here real quick. Um, I said, I posit this theory. What if Faith wasn't looking back at the bug or the knife? She didn't kill that bug because she had to. The black hats could have left at any time after the first few bugs escaped the box. She killed that bug because it posed a threat to Wesley in that moment. I suggest that what she was actually looking back at was her choices, the name of the episode, in that moment. Stay, face the repercussions of her actions thus far, and potentially try and rebuild slash have the friendships Willow pointed out she had thrown away or continue on with the mayor. Discuss. So hopefully we can all discuss that further in the comments. But uh, how about if you and I uh, touch on that real quick before we dive into this episode? What do you think of that? Now let's just dive into the episode. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) I, uh, you know... I'll be honest. I think it was just a simple. She was just looking at the knife, honestly. Um, and the, for there's a couple of reasons I feel that way. Number one, I I just don't think the writers uh, had that in mind, you know, or, or the direct whoever gave her the direction while filming to do that. And number two, I don't think that faith is deep enough. At least at this point in her uh, character development, I don't think she's shown that she's deep enough to for that to have crossed her mind. And I think she's very much entrenched in this whole daddy mayor, um, mm. you know, I like where I'm at kind of thing and blah, blah, right. blah. So I, I think, to me, she was definitely just looking back at the knife because she was really, that whole episode, she was really fond of that knife and loved you know, whipping it out and showing it to everybody. And that sounded weird. Much like, much like, you know like what I, I mean do. though. Yeah. Much like I do. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, that's my honest, uh, you know, opinion. What about you? Right. Um, I, I think I, I think it's worth discussing the, the theory that I, I suggested, but, Honestly, in my heart of hearts, I think she was just looking back at at the knife. Yeah, I think it was it was something like Catherine said her 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 new surrogate daddy had given her and she cherished it. And now it was gone. Um, So but I do think it's an interesting discussion to have um, 
given the theme of the episode being choices and the choices that she has made and and is making um to to kind of of posit like well maybe maybe it wasn't just the knife cuz i mean when you really think about it like she didn't have to kill that bug no like she could have let it go, uh, go after wesley yeah which yeah so but there's an argument yeah. to be made yeah i i think so too i think there is there is a discussion to be had and an argument to be made um but in my heart of hearts i do think she was just looking longingly back at at her her shiny new present that she got from a mayor daddy agreed so, so agreed um but again i i would like to you know discuss that other the other theory i posited uh more in the comments if anybody um has anything they'd like to add so alrighty james Yes, sir. We just had Memorial Day weekend. We did. We did. So I was hoping you could do me a favor. Okay. What? What's that? Would you mind firing up the grill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, making me up a few dates and deets patties? Sure. S- slapping sure. those on from, the grill. From, from the leftover dates and deets we had from the Memorial Day uh party last week right. when we grilled them up right so i'm i'm repeating okay. yeah. i'm repeating our okay uh okay yeah i forgot about that. yeah no it's patties this week we're doing patties this week okay. out of the dates and deets okay. from the leftovers so it's fine yeah let's do it's some fine. let's do some of that okay yeah as previously stated we are revisiting buffy the vampire slayer season three episode 20 our 54th episode of the series overall shut the fuck up are you serious yeah i'm okay. dead serious okay i believe you uh, the Prom. Our episode director this week is David Solomon, and our episode credited writer is Marty Noxon. Our original air date was May 11th, 1999, on the now-defunct WB Network. Um, our Nielsen rating for this episode was 3.8 million households when it first aired, ranking it 87th out of the 122 network primetime shows airing that week and fourth out of the 15 primetime shows airing on the WB for the for that week. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, Seth Green as Oz, and Anthony Stewart-Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week include Alexis Denizoff as Wesley, Christine Sutherland as Joyce, Emma Caulfield as Anya, Danny Strong as Jonathan, Brad Kane as Tucker, Benita Fredericksi as Ms., Ms., Mrs. Finkel, and Damian Eckhart as Jack Mayhew. And I just want to say right now, before we even start, fuck Tucker. <laughs> oh, and also, move your mic a little away from your mouth. It's uh, lots of uh, problems there. with. Uh... <laughs> wow. Wow. This is a very professional podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, our episode synopsis. That's a little too far. Our episode synopsis this week reads, while Buffy and Angel face the hard facts about their future together, she is determined to stop a malevolent gatecrasher from ruining the prom. 
is that is that I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I actually, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Okay. Well, mine reads, after Angel breaks off their relationship, Buffy single-handedly battles three fearsome hellhounds so that our so that her classmates can enjoy their senior prom. I feel like that's a lot more Yours is yours is accurate, but it it gives away too much. It it does. That one that one does, but yours is like a malevolent what did it say? A malevolent what? Gate crasher what, that's, from ruining the prom. Uh, that's not really accurate though. It the hell it's not. He's he's malevolent. he's malevolent. How's he gate crashing? He's not even there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. Not you very come accurate. On. Come, you on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um so we open with Buffy and Angel waking up in Angel's bed in the mansion. What were they doing, James? Fucking Right now, his soul's gone again. His soul's gone again. Mm-hmm. We're right back at where we were in season two. Yep. Like, come on, no, um, they're fully clothed. Um, but I mean, well, I've seen, you don't I've, know that because you don't see from the waist down. I've seen videos where people have been wearing clothes and they're still fucking. So and, I don't know. And we don't see from their waist down, so they they might be completely nude from the waist down. We see from the waist down. No, we don't. They're in covers. For like two seconds, and then they get out of bed and right. they're fully clothed. But they put their they slid their pants on. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and uh, she realized that their uh, what does she say post slayage nap must have lasted a little too long. Um, she wants to fix her hair, and you know, Angel reminds her, "Hey, bitch, there's no mirrors here. Hello, vampire." Like, you can't um, throw a mirror in for the girl? I mean, come on. Right. It's not like the, um, the mirror would hurt him. Right. Selfish well, dick. It's funny you mention that because then Buffy goes on to tell him that, you know, his place isn't very girl-friendly and maybe they could add some some mirrors and maybe a little bit of better lighting. and Maybe, maybe even dust a, a little bit. Maybe a drawer for her stuff. And then... Um, you know, she says she'd like to spend the night there after prom. Um, we know which what happens after prom. She uh, is quick to let him know that he'll he'll kind of fit in fine because a lot of the girls have older boyfriends and uh, Angel's looking a little uncomfortable. Yeah, he's the, very with all this talk. Very uh, typical man. And then he tells her that she should probably get going, and um, she she thinks it's still nighttime, and she goes over and pulls the curtain back wide, and uh, a big old ray of sunlight douses Angel, and uh, and he goes, "Oh, Daddy!" And he right, and it burns him, and he goes, "Daddy!" <laughs> And uh, he scrambles out of the bed, out of the, out of the light, and kind of just like, the head of his dick catches on fire, and <laughs> uh, regains his composure in a in a in the corner. And Buffy says, "Oh, it must be later than than we thought it was." And that is our cold open. It is. And when we come back, we're at Sunnydale High. And we're outside, and uh, 
Xander runs into Anya, our former vengeance demon. And she's all about, basically, she wants him to go to prom with her. And he's like, what the f- Why what? Why would I go to prom with you? And she's, <laughs> and she's like, listen, I know you find me attractive. I see you staring at my breasts all the time. And he <laughs> says, uh, well, that just... Uh, that just means my eyes are open. Like if a guy yeah. does that, that just means their eyes are open. And I'm like, ah, Xander, good old Xander. Um, so yeah, she's basically talking about how she's now stuck as, as a mortal, you know, teenage girl. And so she, and she basically tells Xander that it's his fault. Yeah. That it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did he really have anything to do with Anya at all at any point? Like, but I mean, she does kind of make a valid point. It was his betrayal that caused Cordelia to make the wish in the first place, right? And that she came to begin with, and right? All that. But right. still, it's like, well, you're the one that was a fucking vengeance demon, so fuck you. But anyway, uh, so yeah, she's like, I don't know why I have these feelings and why I want to go to this thing, but I do, and so go with me, and blah blah blah. So he's like, okay, I guess, and. Then we cut over to, oh, probably just shortly thereafter, out on the quad, sitting at the picnic tables, and he's he's Xander's filling in the scoobs on what just went down there with the whole uh, how they how he's basically now going to prom with Anya, and Oz says, how does he say that? He goes, Anya, interesting choice, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, and then they're all just basically talking about prom in general and and uh um what they're gonna like the dresses and shit and um i don't know this was a very interstitial scene nothing major except for the huge fire that's going behind them (laughs) no (laughs) um we cut to angels uh chris nib and uh yeah did you know (laughs) I mean, I know it's like an old, dilapidated mansion, but did you notice, like, how fucking filthy the walls were, like, by the door? I was like, oh, God, I've never noticed that. Like, could you at least hit that with a fucking duster or something? You, you know why I think we noticed it this time, honestly? It, it's the the set, for whatever reason, seemed to be much better lit than it's yes, previously it was. been. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. It's supposed to be during the day, but... Right. He's got like curtains and blankets up over all everything that lets in light, but boy, is it really well lit. Yeah. But uh anyway, knock at the door, he opens it. Who is it? It's Mom Summers. And he's like, uh oh, this is gonna be fucking bad. What's this bitch doing here? But he says, Oh hi, Miss Summers, you know, come on in, blah blah blah. Long story short, mom wants him to break up with Buffy. She's bitch. Yeah, she. So this is now the second person who's sticking their nose into a relationship that's none of their fucking business. But I digress. Um, she basically wants Angel Angel to make the tough choice that she knows Buffy can't make. And Angel, he seems swayed, but not swayed. You know, during this whole conversation, and you know, I don't know. He's hard to read, so you're not sure what he's really thinking yeah i mean and he does tell joyce like he he 
he basically tells Joyce that he realizes that, you know, Joyce is, is right. Like there's hard decisions to make. Like, what you, is she though? And, and he sa- and he says that it's something he's been thinking a, a lot about, See, you I know, himself. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it more as the episode goes along, but I don't see this whole thing as, as the big deal that, that others, including angels seem to think that it is. So, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I do want to briefly mention that before, when Joyce knocks on the door, mm-hmm. uh, angel has picked up a notebook that Buffy left behind and she had doodled on it, Buffy and Angel forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there is that. Like, typical high school Yeah, girl. typical high school stuff. Um, so then we cut back to the library in school. And more, it's, it's more of like the earlier scene in the quad. They're talking about prom again and, and dress the dresses and shit that they're going to be wearing. There's a huge fire behind them. It's just like the previous scene. Um, um, and then we cut to this weird, like this sudden cut and it's this weird, well, first it's just a, a VCR and a guy putting a tape in and it's this weird, creepy house and the camera kind of pans back and we see this creature in this dog cage that has its eyes like being held open like fucking clockwork orange and is having to watch whatever it is that's on this tape. And James, is this in fact the exact same, for the most part, the exact same uh, costume makeup as the new, their new version of their werewolves? No. Really? No. It's really? Really? Huh. I didn't I didn't know that's where you were going to go with it when you said you were you Well, I went back and I before. looked at I looked at at um screenshots of Oz as a werewolf in this season and then this hellhound and I was like they're fucking almost identical. Mm. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> I mean, you go ahead because and I was. I'm going to look this up because I didn't think so. Because I was confused. I was at this point. We do not know that these creatures are hellhounds. Um, but I, I was confused because I was like, wait, what? Because you know, it's been a long. It's been many years since I've seen this episode, and and I was like, wait, is this is this a werewolf? Like, well, I don't remember this. What the hell? Anyway, so then we cut to, right from there, we cut into a church. And there's a, I don't know what you call him, I'm not a church person, a preacher, pastor, father, whatever. Priest? Whatever. And he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's marrying Buffy and Angel. Uh, they are, excuse me for making you yawn, buddy. Uh, they are, uh... You're very boring. Apparently. (laughs) They, they are, um... Yeah, they're in full wedding regalia, and they are being married. And they do the whole thing. They do the kiss afterwards, and they walk out of the church, and they're standing out, out in the, uh, open, and they're in the sun, and Angel's not 
nothing's hurting him. And then all of a sudden he looks over and Buffy catches on fire and she's burning and she's kind of like, but she's not, she's just looking at him like, what the fuck? And then she basically dusts like a vampire. And right when that happens, he like jerks awake. So this has been an angel dream. And I'm like, do vampires have dreams? I, I, I don't know. Why wouldn't they? Well, they don't have a fucking beating heart. So, what the fuck does that matter? You can't dream if you don't have a heart. Haven't you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Do you not know who the Tin Man is? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> two things. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Uh, Buffy's wedding dress was designed by Vera Wang. No one cares. <laughs> Someone out there, I'm sure, cares. Uh, and two, I'm looking at a picture of the Hellhounds from this episode right now mm-hmm. and a picture of Oz mm-hmm. from this season, and they look nothing alike. They look exactly alike to me. I think you're... I, frankly, I think you're lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I would love to see the two pictures that you that you looked at. Well, fuck you. I'm not showing you. So how about that? How about how about this? How about sounds you, like you made up some alternative facts and now you can't back them up with proof. That's what it sounds like. How about you go eat a bag of dicks and then fuck yourself with a cactus? How about that? Neither of those things sounds particularly pleasant. I don't know a bag of dick. I mean, if you're really hungry, you wouldn't starve to death at least. Yeah, that's true. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, do you want to take this scene? Because I just found it extremely melodramatic. I feel like this scene has been done 13 times in this show already, so I'm going to let you take it. Because it has been. Okay, well, I'm going to let you do it. Because I will just um, blow through it and not give any fucks. So we cut to that night and uh, Buffy and Angel are out patrolling and they track a vampire down into the sewers and Buffy starts talking about the prom and she's kind of thrown off by Angel's grouchiness every time she mentions the prom and he says that they need to talk and uh, um, and he's like, you know, but not here and not, you know, not right now. And she's like, you know, no, just whatever you have to say, tell me what it is. You know, she's like, she says, you're scaring me. And uh, he proceeds to tell her that the mayor was right and that Buffy deserves someone who can take her into the light, someone who can make love to her. And of course, Buffy disagrees, saying that she'll never have a normal life, but, uh, and, Angel says that's why he thinks she should at least have a normal relationship. And uh, she tells him that she's thought about all of this stuff. And um, when he says he's, he then tells her that he's trying to think with his head and not his heart. She lashes out and at him and she says, oh, you have a heart. It's not even beating. It's kind of a low fucking blow. Like, yeah, it's like, wait, what? Um, and uh, she tells him that she wants her life to be with him. And he says, I don't. 
and she asks how she's supposed to And I to jumped stay and immediately was like, ooh, and Buffy's like, stop. Sorry. Um, and she asks how she's supposed to stay away from him, and he says that uh, once the ascension's over and everything with the mayor and Faith is done, if they survive, he's going to leave Sunnydale. And Buffy asks him where he's going to go, and he says he doesn't know yet. He's like, L.A., I'm getting my own show. And then She's like, she, oh. she asks out loud, but kind of mainly to herself, you know, is this really happening? And that's the end of the, at the end of the scene. And he's and, like, oh, uh, what's happening? And I know, I know you weren't, um, but man, this, this got to me. Like it, it made me teary eyed. It's happened. It's happened too many times, man. I, I know, but I hate to see it happen every time. I know, but I'll, I'll get teary eyed again when it happens again. I just, you know, they do it too much and too, what's, uh, too close together. They do it, you know, and it's, it loses its strength with me. I'll get teary-eyed when it happens again, and you know when it happens again. Well, that's because you're a bitch. Um, so then we go. <laughs> oh, I tease, I tease. Um, and it's, I mean, we've said this before, but like Sarah and David, they're so good in this scene. There's, they, they seem like this. There's so much chemistry between them, and I think that's part of what what makes the scenes hit so hard, you know, for someone like me, um, is that you, you buy into it. Like you believe it because they're so good and the chemistry between them is so palpable. Now, when you say someone like me, you you mean a little bitch. (laughs) You keep setting yourself up. (laughs) I mean, someone that has feelings. Oh, it's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only teasing. All right. So, yeah, I mean, okay, what was that? What was it uh, four here's, or five episodes ago thing. when this happened, when they were outside with the sunrise? Right. Like, that one hit me. That was, yeah, immense. That was a hit in the feels. But I don't know. It's like now it's too soon. You know what I mean? Right. And but you're also not you're also not one that's big on or buys into this kind of drama or yeah, melodrama. Because to me, it gets a little, be. it gets a little melodramatic at this when it's, when it's this right. often, you know, I don't know, but we cut to a little montage of them both moping, basically um, her at her house and him at that disgusting mansion that needs fucking dusted. And she's sitting outside of her window, um, contemplating suicide. And um, is that what she was doing? <laughs> I don't believe so. No, no, okay. Um, no, I kid. Um, and then we cut to um, the next, basically the next day, the next morning, possibly. Willow is there at Buffy's, and they're sitting on Buffy's bed, and she's telling Willow about what happened. And Willow's being the good friend, you know, and she's kind of dog and angel out and Buffy's like well you know it's it's not really his fault it's not that he's really wrong and Willow agrees she's like yeah I know 
he's really not wrong. It probably is the best thing. She's like, but I'm trying to be the, the friend. That's what friends are doing. And then Buffy kind of breaks down and loses it and starts, puts her head in Willow's lap and starts crying. And Willow's like, oh, get off me, you little bitch. Why are you crying? God. <laughs> no. Uh, so it's obviously hit Buffy particularly hard this time. And I'm like, Buffy, chin up. You know, if this has happened like 11 times. It's likelihood is everything's going to be fine. So there's two things at play here. One, as a Bangel shipper mm-hmm. from the get-go, mm-hmm. um, I can say from my personal experience, and I can't speak for all Bangel shippers, but from my experience, um, you knew this ulti- this day was ultimately coming. Was when. Well, especially when you read that he was getting his own show. <laughs> well, I mean, aside from that, aside from that, yeah, yeah, like ultimately, the decision was eventually going to have to be made that they couldn't be together. It just, it just wasn't going to work out in the long run. Like for all the reasons stated here, like it can never be a normal. Re- like, what was Buffy going to do? Like, spend the rest of her life in a sexless, heteronormative relationship? Well, okay. Like, let's pause because this is. She, I think she had a good point when she said, "Well, m- my life is never going to be normal. I'm never going to have a normal life. I'm a slayer." Right. So That's why true. not be able to be? I mean, she could get you know she could get some tail on the side. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, wow. like why? <laughs> why can't wow. if he can't do it? Why can't she have a little? I'm just saying. Wow. Why can't it work? If you really want it to work, it can work. Wow. <laughs> don't think, Don't even pretend like you didn't think the same thing. I didn't think the same thing. I swear to God. Okay. Why can't Angel be her cuck? <sighs> Maybe he's into that. Wow. I'm just saying. Wow. No, but, uh, okay, all and that aside, then- like... And then the other thing at play here is the uh, the uh, impact of um, realizing that it, it's the the loss of your first love. Well, yeah, it's huge. You know, which, it's huge to Buffy, right? It's huge to anybody. Yeah, like I'm. I'm 43 years old, and anytime someone brings up my first, like, real breakup, like, I, I still get like. Do you, I don't... do you do you start putting black makeup on and? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I get all. <laughs> it was never just a phase. <laughs> no, but. No, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, this you know, is for it, her, for the char- for the character of Bobby. This is m- enormous because right. this is like she thinks this is her one and only true love, right? And because that's what because that's what everybody thinks thinks yeah. when when that first real relationship when that for when that person that you've true for 
are truly in love with for the first time mm-hmm. and you break up. Right. You know, and that that's how everyone feels. Like I'm you're you're convinced you're never going to have that again. Yep. You know, and I'm you know, I I don't think the best way to say this did you just have a stroke i am of the mind that you have multiple great true loves throughout your lifetime interesting and that they happen at different phases of your life you know what i'm saying what a okay okay all right you know, I don't because I don't discount the idea that Buffy and Angel what they have is true love. I don't discount the idea that what myself and my first true love had was love. But I also don't discount the fact that I've been in love since then. You see what I'm saying? But can we both agree that she never had love with Riley? <laughs> Fuck that guy. We can we can talk about that when the time comes. <laughs> but I also believe that 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 love is predicated on where you are in, in your life, life. At, sure. at the time when you're when you're a teenager, you know, you, the the love the first love you have for someone is going to be different than the love you have for someone that you meet and are in love with in your twenties and thirties, you know, and so on. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, and this has been love line with Dr. Drew. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, again, man, I think for me, it just, it's, it's been too much. It's too many times. You've, You've never you've never experienced love. No, in your life. no, no. I've so, never loved anyone and Right. Um well other than myself. Right, right. You know. So now imagine you broke up with you. How would you feel? See that would just never happen. <laughs> I mean, let's not be let's not be insane. Uh <laughs> where were we? Okay. Then we cut back to this weird house again, and we see this this creature in this cage, and fi- and all of a sudden, kaboom! It busts out this cage, and it's gone. And you're like, "Uh oh, somebody's gonna get fucked up." And then we cut to Xander bebopping down the street, and he looks in this window of this shop. It's that same dress shop from last week, and once again, he sees Cordy. And he gets a little grin on his face because he wants to go in there and be a dick. Instead of just leaving the poor girl alone and being like, you know what? I I totally fucked her over. And she was way out of my league. And I ruined it. Maybe I should just shut the fuck up. Take whatever shit she gives me. And just be a man. But no. He has to go in there to fuck with Cordelia. Which he does. And long story short, um, she breaks it down that, yeah, I work here, dick. 
because someone kind of gives her away, some one of her uh, co-workers. And she's like, yeah, I work here, okay, because I have nothing. I have no car, no cell phone, nowhere to live soon. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, and all because daddy messed up on his taxes 12 times. <laughs> 12 years in a row. Yeah, 12 years in a row. So daddy is a tax evader and is, apparently, is clearly going to federal prison at this point. I mean, 12 fucking years and they've taken everything. So yeah, Cordelia is basically in the poorhouse. Um, she's she's working there to try and afford the prom dress that she wants. Right. I, you know, I was going to get to that, but um, sure you were. Sure thanks, you were. Thanks for jumping in, Dick. Yeah. No. No. I believe you. I believe um, you were going to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. Um, <laughs> uh, then uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> But, yeah, she's like, uh, you know, she's working there part-time so she can afford, you know, the fucking dress to go to prom. And just for a split second, Xander almost becomes human. And he actually has a little empathy for the situation and actually does shut the fuck up. And then, kaboom, this escaped fucking creature dives through the front fucking plate glass window. And... Of course, Xander rushes over to be immediately housed, um, as always. And it looks like this creature is about to fuck him up, but then it turns and it sees um, a high school student in a tux, obviously trying on a tux, and instead goes after him and starts fucking dicing him up. And then it just suddenly turns and is like, it just fucks off. It just jumps back through the window and leaves. And you're like, okay. And Cordelia walks over and just fucking kicks Xander right in the balls as no, hard as wait, she can. No, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Were what? you legitimately like, well, okay, did you did you not see? No, I'm playing the part of, you know, we're, we're narrating this. Right, but. Yes, I saw the guy with, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, no, because like I don't, I don't feel like that's a spoiler to give that away before they watch the videotape because the dude was clearly right there. Like you were meant to see him. Well, yeah, but I didn't want. I, I just didn't feel like bringing that up. Thank you. Okay, so now that, now that James has shut the hell up, uh, <laughs> so uh, where the hell was I? Oh yeah, okay, that scene was done. Uh, now we're back at the library, and <laughs> we have to talk about this. You know what I'm. You know what I'm going to bring up. Go ahead. Because we're in the library, and the whole gang is there, and they're watching the videotape um, from from the dress shop. Obviously, the security camera videotape. Right. How the fuck did they get this? Asked for it. Oh. Okay, that's that's how it works. So whenever there's a crime, say, at a, a local gas station, I can just go in and be like, yo, can I get a copy of your uh, security tape? And they're going to be listen, like, well, yeah. Listen, there's got to be some level of suspension of disbelief. I know, here. but there's, there's just certain Buffy times. Liter <laughs> Buffy literally goes to a meatpacking facility. <laughs> hey, hey, spoilers. Episode. Hold on. And and gets a name yeah. from from one of the guys, and the guy there. doesn't like, even put up an argument at all. He's just like, right. yeah, it goes right here. Here's the here you go. 
Right. Like yeah. he does. He's not like. Uh, yeah, you with the police? You got a warrant for that? You got a I ain't fucking you warrant shit. over here? Get the fuck out of here. I ain't giving you shit. I ain't giving you shit till you show me a badge, honey. <laughs> Get yeah. your tight little tush out of here, baby. <laughs> baby. Yeah, there's just, but there's certain times, man, like this right here where this bugs the shit out of me because I'm like, really? Like, he just was like, yo, let me get a copy of your security footage. And she's just like, yo, yes, sir. Because we've already met this manager lady, and she is clearly a bitch. Right. So, anyway. So, yeah, they're watching the they're watching the tape and everything. <laughs> I do love the part where Cordelia stands up, and she's like, right there, right there, zoom in. <laughs> and Xander's yeah. like, Xander's like, this is just a VCR. And she's like, uh, yeah, they do it on the TV all the time. <laughs> and, <he's, laughs> and then and at one point, then Oz is like, whoa, right there, pause it. And he's like, again, this is just a VCR. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it can pause. <laughs> and he, and he yeah. pauses it, and that's when we see this guy who is uh, standing outside the window that the th- thing had jumped in and seems to be controlling it some way. And also in this scene, we find out, this is when we first officially find out this thing is a hellhound. And it's a basically a demon foot soldier that are that's very vicious, and they were bred during the Makash Wars, whatever that is. And they eat brains. They eat the brains of their victims. That's their food source. So... Um, we then we then it kind of we kind of continue. It's it's another scene, but it's a continuation of this scene. And because when Oz sees the guy that, by the way, when they pause on this guy, I'm like, who the fuck could tell who that person is? Because the picture is so shitty and grainy. <laughs> I'm like, but Oz clearly recognizes him. Pulls the guy's picture up in the yearbook and says, "Oh, right here. His name's Tucker Wells. I was in chem lab with him." And then. Uh, Willow, okay, another part, some more suspension that I just can't do in certain situations, but Willow then breaks into this guy's email address, you know, hacks in. How the fuck did she know what the hack? Like, how the fuck would she know what his email address is? It could have been bigdicklouie at hotmail.com. How did she just know... Okay, well, his email address is da 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 da. So I'll go hack that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't fucking know. Ridiculous. Re fucking ridiculous. Maybe uh, he was still using a school email address. Who the? F- no one ever had those. No one. You're making that up. You had a school email address? No. Oh. But Willow says, "Look at this email he sent to another student." Right, and I'm like. Okay, so you're telling me this guy... Okay, so he, he did, in fact, send an email to another student saying, um, how did he say that tonight? Uh, they have no idea what's coming for them tonight. They think it's going to be their big night, but it's actually going to be their last night. So he sent that to this other student through the school email system. Yes. Okay. More ridiculousness. Um, Suspension of disbelief, my friend. Yeah, well, suspend this because that's some bullshit. Uh, so they put the plan together. This guy's going to have his hellhound attack the prom. 
That's why it attacked that student in the dress shop who was wearing the tux because they've obviously been trained to attack people in formal wear. And so, Buffy, uh, they're just like, fuck, well, I guess we're not going to the prom. Let's, uh, we got shit to do here. And Buffy is like, nope, fuck that. You all are going to prom and you're going to have a hell of a good time. And I'm going to fucking handle this. And that's all there is to it. She, and she says, and I'm going to fix this if I have to kill every last person on earth. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. So she sends she sends them in groups off to do various little chores. Uh, so that she, uh, I'm sorry, then uh, she, like she sends um, Wes, where does she send Wes? She wants him to go to... Uh, she sends Wes and Cordy to Tucker's house. Yeah, to Oz Tucker's and house. And Oz and Willow to check out the kid who received the email yeah. and Xander to the magic shop to see if someone's been stocking up on supplies. Right, to to uh, call a hellhound. Well, <laughs> uh, Wes is like, well, yes, okay, that's no problem, but how do you feel about, should, should we have strength in numbers? And she's like, take Cordelia. Because that's all he wants to do. And he's like, oh, yes, yes, okay, if you think that's the right thing to do. And uh, so, yeah, he's quite happy about that. And then she's going to go, does she, wait, does she actually say what she's going to go do? No. I didn't think but so. I would, I do want to point out, as much as we dislike Xander, mm-hmm. he does actively cover for Cordelia You're in right. this scene. I should have brought that up. Wesley Wesley asks her what she was doing at the that store with Xander, and Xander says probably burning through Daddy's uh, wallet again, or something to that effect. Right. Instead of outing her to everybody. Right. So he's kept her secret. And then we cut to what appears to be a a meat packing place, a slaughterhouse. I'm not really sure what you fucking call it. Um. And she's talking to what appears to be like the foreman guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's this kid that orders brains a couple times a week. And, and oh, here's the ad- – and he literally says this. He goes, here's the address. And he writes the address down and hands it to her. No problem. She didn't even ask for it. He's just like, yeah, here's the address. And she's like, sweet, okay. And he's like, good luck. It's a really weird kid. I'm like, okay. And then she looks up and she sees Angel. And he is – He's making a crack deal, actually. Um, there's a guy there, and he's he's buying crack from him, and I, I don't know. He is making a deal, a little uh, under-the-table deal. He's buying blood from this particular worker. And did you notice the funny part of this scene? What? So he pulls out, a, he pulls out like, money out of his pocket, right? Uh-huh. And he's giving, he's counting out some bills to give this guy. If you look really close... He gives the guy four $1 bills. Does he? Yes, they're $1 bills. So I was like, and then the guy like counts it and he's like, he makes this like face like, yeah, easy cash. And I'm like, yeah, four bucks, man. You can buy a fucking Whopper now. (laughs) But anyway, uh, they see each other. Angel and Buffy, that is. And they start talking and... um, it's very rocky, kind of very uh, cold, you know, and Angel's like, well, you know, if you ever need my help, and she's like, yo, 
I don't need your fucking help. I got this. And ba- I mean, literally, that's basically kind of what she said. Pretty says. much. And, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And and so he acts all like hurt and surprised and stuff. And I'm like, what did you just broke this girl's heart <laughs> right before fucking prom, right before, prom, which you knew was important to her. Yeah. And it's only been like a day and you're, you're shocked that things aren't just hunky dory. Cause he's acting all he's all like, what, what just happened? You know, but so anyway, she bails and he kills himself. Uh, <laughs> Then we cut to back to the dress shop, and Cordy's leaving work. And um, her coworker stops her and says, hey, you know, aren't you going to take your dress? And she, Cordy's like, well, you know, I hate to admit it, but I haven't finished paying for it. Which I'm like, wait a minute, prom is that night. And you haven't, and she hasn't, so she, I guess she just wasn't going to go to prom. She wasn't going to finish paying for this dress, I guess. I don't know. But the girl looks at the tag on it, and she goes, well, someone paid paid it off. And she's like, what? And then she looks at the thing where it's written whoever it was, and then she's like, what? And we cut to where, James? Where do we cut to next, and what's happening? Uh, the library, and uh, the group is telling Buffy that... Uh, they haven't found anything and uh, they want to keep helping her, but she insists that they go to the prom and have a good time. She tells them she's got the address of the, the person with the hellhound, And uh, um, yeah, they keep insisting they want to keep helping her. And she tells them, no, go to the prom and have a good time. And they, they say okay and they leave. They're like, okay, and, fine, bye. And uh, Giles figures out through conversation that Angel's not taking Buffy to the prom, and um, she tells him that Angel's broke up with her and he's leaving Sunnydale. And and Giles is like, finally, and he grabs her and just starts deeply kissing her. And he's like, I'll go to prom with you. You're the love of my life. Did, did that that's going to that's gonna make what I was going to say next sound really weird because I was going to say uh, Giles goes full dad mode. Oh, oh. That's what you got out of that scene, though. I didn't get that out of that. <laughs> wow. Giles does he goes full dad mode and he tries to comfort her and she says you know he's like you know i'm i'm led to understand that these sorts of things call for ice cream and she says that you know it's okay that that uh as the slayer it turns out kicking ass is comfort food yeah and she's like i'm not nine Ice cream wasn't going to fix this. And then she turns, gets something out of her bag, turns back, and it's a glass pipe. And she's like, but this will. And it's crack. Are you done? (laughs) (laughs) Buffy has turned to crack because of Angel. Then we cut to the prom, and Anya is boring Xander with stories about what she's done 
to men over yeah. the millennia Ty- for powers. Let me ask you something. Be honest. Like, would this bore you? Like, if this was your day, like this would interest me. Um, I'd be I like, really? I'd be like, okay, well, you have to tell me some more. Because she's like, cause she, one of the stories is she's like, well, and then this one lady asked, wanted her husband's head to explode or something, but we were only three feet away from him at the time, so it may, it was really messy. And I was like, I don't know, it just seems interesting to me. It, better than anything else he's going to talk to anyone else about. I mean, it's fucking Xander. I don't, I don't know. I guess it would depend on how, in like, like Xander doesn't want to really be there with her. Like, it's he, just doesn't he, though? kind of by default but doesn't so I he guess though it, no he doesn't I so think he does. so i would guess i would guess it would depend on how into the girl i am whether or not i found it interesting wow what a dick <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like, what <laughs> sorry i'm not going to i'm not gonna, <laughs> i'm not going to be into some girl's story like that i don't care about <laughs> what the fuck? That hit you pretty deep, didn't it? What? The f- it doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. Like, imagine some <laughs> random chick comes up to you on the street and just starts telling you. Like random ass stories. Well, I, didn't, like, I didn't say a random chick on the street. But but no, like oh. I'm trying to get my point across. Like oh. like so Xander in my opinion, Xander doesn't want to be here with Anya in the first place. Okay. I disagree fully. So to me, that like it's the the equivalent of like if if I'm in a room and a girl walks up to me and starts telling me random ass stories and I'm not interested in that girl, I'm not going to care about those stories. If a girl walks up to me and starts telling me random ass stories and I'm into that girl, those stories become more interesting to me. Wow. So you're saying you can't be interested in her stories unless you want to get in her pants. No. I think that's exactly what you just said. <laughs> no, no, okay. because I have female friends who tell me stories and their stories interest me, but I don't want to get into their pants. I'm not interested in the stories of strangers that I don't care about. But she's not a stranger. what I'm saying. She's his date to the prom. That he doesn't want to be there with. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I disagree. Let's just he's agree that you're wrong, and we'll move on. He's literally only there because he doesn't have another option for a date. So says you. No, not so says me. Said so said Xander. What? When did he say that? In the episode. Okay. When he was telling the gang about how Anya approached him to go to the to the prom, he was like, "What other options do I have?" Well, he has. He could have stayed home and ate Doritos. Just because that's how you spent your prom doesn't mean that's how everyone wanted to spend their prom. No, if I tell you how I spent my prom, you you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and it was not eating Doritos. Um, 
where were we? Oh yeah, Anya's boring Xander with, uh, with nonsensical, pointless stories about things she's done to men over the millennia that no one cares about. No one in their right mind would care about hearing. You were the one who was talking about who the fuck made Buffy's goddamn wedding dress, but you can't listen to some fucking stories from a girl who you don't want to fuck. You're a dick. You hear me? It has nothing to do with right, wanting right. to, you, you wanting say, to fuck you, her. I know you say this. I know, but the truth oh is God. the truth is uh, is on. The truth is out there. I don't care about the stories you tell me either. I know. <laughs> I know, trust me. <laughs> uh we see that Giles and Wesley are chilling together uh at the at the the refreshments table and Wesley uh oh, oh, gets a boner oh, 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 wanna... when he sees Cordelia walk in. Yeah, yeah, hang on, and... hang on, hang on, pause, stop fucking talking. I meant to bring this up way earlier, so I'm a little late. And I don't think we've talked about this before. First of all, how the fuck did Wes become a chaperone for the prom? Second of all, why the fuck is Wes allowed to just hang out in the high school all the time, all day, day after? Who the f- He doesn't have a job there, right? To the best of our knowledge, yes. So what the fuck? Can you exp- Like, how did he get... Like, how does no one be like, uh, hey, uh, sir, um, who the fuck are you and why are you here again i'm sure most everybody presumes he's probably another librarian since he spends all of his time in the library with giles so there needs to be two librarians did your high school not have multiple librarians i don't know of course you don't. I <laughs> I forgot who I'm talking. Exactly. To. I mean, hey, come on. Hey, Darlene, can you let us know if your high school had more than one librarian, please? Okay, but let's be fair. Because mine did. Wait, I want to be. Let's be fair about this. I was in a very large high school, and we had a very large library. Okay, the How library you- here in Sunnydale is the size of like, I don't know, a large living room. <laughs> So how would you how would you know how big your library was? Oh fuck you! I was in there at least three times. <laughs> no, seriously, like we can agree that the library at Sunnydale is extremely small, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So two libraries. Wouldn't wouldn't even me. Snyder be like? Because you know Snyder's a dick. Like, right. So you know he would have walked in at one point and been like, "Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of this high school, you grown fucking weirdo." Like, you're trying to fuck this student? What is... Get out of here. The only thing I can't explain is Snyder. Yeah. Like, my be- my best explanation is the presumption that everyone else probably thinks... Just assumes he's, that he's a... Yeah, he's I can buy that. librarian. I can totally buy that. But you know that Snyder would have already, like, ran into him and been like, who the fuck are you? Right. Because it's not like he looks like a, you know, like a student or... Or, you know, he'd be like... Are you what? Who the fuck are you? Show me some credentials, you know. Right, right. But, and then somehow he became an official chaperone of the prom. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I just I meant to bring that up earlier in the episode and I forgot. Unless, unless we're overlooking the obvious, which is, and that is that much like Giles, 
the Watchers Council did set him up with a job at Sunnydale High. No, yeah, no, I can totally buy that. But I kept thinking, but what, like, had they introduced him and he's like, oh, he and his cover is going to be he's the new history teacher. He's right, one of the new right. history. But he, they've never said he just hangs out in the library all day and no one ever says anything. Right. So that's my but only I'm, thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the presumption that the Watchers Council set him up with a job set him up with the job at Sunny, and that's why Snyder hasn't questioned it either. Okay. I, I'm with you then. I, I can I can buy that. I just wish they had at least said at the beginning, like, oh, he's going to be the new whatever, you know, assistant librarian. I get that, but not everybody, not all of us need everything spoon-fed to them all the time, like some people do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, where were we anyway? <laughs> uh, we were right past fuck you and right before eat me on the, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, found, okay, you found it. Right. Uh, Willow and Oz show up and Oz, uh, is kind of reassuring Willow that Buffy won't let them down. And Xander sees Cordelia with Wesley and, uh, practically begs them to talk to him because, again, Anya's boring him with stupid stories. <laughs> Way more interesting conversation than anything Xander Lavelle Harris has ever had before, is all I'm saying. Um, uh, Cordelia subtly thanks him for paying for the dress. So it was... And he does Zan- smile and, and, he, and he says, it looks good on you. Yes. So it was um, Xander that so, had a moment of humanity. and Of course, when he says that it looks good on her, she says, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, got me there. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Um, and it would it would seemingly appear that uh, some some fences have been mended between the two, so to speak, to to a certain degree. Yeah. To a certain degree. Um, uh, Buffy shows up at Tucker's house well, where he's got the hellhound and um, she sees um, uh, a stack of movies uh, around the TV that uh, he'd been using to brainwash the hellhounds. Did you catch what movies they were, Jeremy? Yeah, they were. I think it was like all the prom night movies, right? The slasher, 80s slasher flicks. It was. I've got it here. It was Prom Night, Pump Up the Volume, which starred Seth Green and Juliette Landau. Um, Never prom, night, prom Night 4, Pretty in Pink, The Club, and Carrie. What the fuck is The Club? I don't... Okay. Anyway. Um, and then they have a little back and forth and um, we end up seeing she's basically like, well, why do you hate the prom so much? And he's like, I have my reasons. And we get this very quick <laughs> flashback <laughs> and it's of him at Sunnydale High 
And he's asking this girl to the prom. He's like, do you want to go to the prom with me? And she's like, no. And then the flashback ends. Yeah, that's his reasons. <laughs> that's why he hates the prom. Yeah, he got denied once. So he's like, fuck it, I'm killing everyone. Um, um, so she ends up tying him up. And she's about to throw him in what she thinks is an empty room. And she opens the door. And we see that there are several more ca- empty cages in the room, which also has a TV uh, that had been playing these movies on it. Um, um, and he tells her that uh, he's already sent his three fiercest babies to the prom. And then she's like, oh, they're just babies? Well, then there's nothing to worry about. And then episode's over. Um. And then we see Buffy heading to Sunnydale High, and she kills one of the hellhounds before uh, they make it inside the school. And she lures the other two into chasing her away. Uh, But as they're running away, we hear the song Celebration by Cool and the Gang start to play. And that snaps the hellhounds back into... uh, what they're supposed to be doing. Mainly and because they, they hate cool in the gang. And they run back and she follows after them. And now we're inside Sunnydale high and not quite to the prom yet. And she, um, grabs one of them and there's some, there's some struggle and somehow it ends up with a knife in its chest Yeah, it was like a bad kind of weird edit where I, I don't know, maybe something happened during the shooting of that particular, but yeah, it's a weird jump cut thing. And then boom, it's, it's been stabbed with the knife that we, we did see her grab this knife earlier uh, out of the cage there, but yeah. And, um, she starts to struggle with the other one and just as it's, uh, 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 kid comes out of the gymnasium from the prom and the hellhound's about to attack him and um, she grabs it and struggles with it and ends up breaking its neck Um, and she goes back outside to get her prom dress from her bag of weapons and we cut back to the prom and Buffy comes in and she spots Giles and they kind of give each other a nod or she gives him a nod to let him know that everything's taken care of. And she goes over to Willow and Oz and they tell her that the prom's perfect. And then we cut to a bit later and they're passing out uh, the class awards and class clown is announced and it's not Xander and he's clearly upset by it. Yeah, I don't think he was – I think he thinks he's the class clown, but I think he's Nobody just, else does. Yeah. yeah, he's just like the class dumbass, really. Right. Yeah. Um, And then they hand the mic over to Jonathan, and he asks if Buffy Summers is present. And Buffy looks confused, and then uh, Jonathan says they have a new category to present. And then he reads a little speech. Do you want to read the speech or would you like me to read the speech? I didn't write that shit down. 
he reads the following speech. We're not good friends. Most of us never found the time to get to know you, but that doesn't mean we haven't noticed you. We don't talk about it much, but it's no secret that Sunnydale High isn't exactly like other high schools. A lot of weird stuff happens here. Uh, and at that point, random students start to yell out, zombies, hyena people, Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was funny. Um, and he goes on, but whenever there was a problem or something creepy happened, you seemed to show up and stop it. Most of the people here have been saved by you or helped by you at one time or another. We're proud to say that the class of 99 has the lowest mortality rate of any graduating class in Sunnydale history, which meets applause from the students. And we know at least part of that is because of you. So the senior class offers its thanks and gives you this. And he's handed an umbrella that he opens. It's from all of us, and it has written here, Buffy Summers, class protector. And we kind of get panning shots of all the scoobs, and they look, they look pretty proud of Buffy and presumably themselves. And then what, what uh, happens, Jeremy? What, uh, what's next? Uh, fire. There's a <laughs> five-alarm fire. Everyone dies in the gymnasium because they can't get out the doors. Um, and Buffy's dying words are so much for class protector (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Wes uh, Wes goes over and sits down next to Giles there by the punch table and and he's beating him around the bush and he's like he wants to ask Cordy to dance and Giles finally cuts him off and says for Christ's sake she's 18 years old and you have the emotional maturity of a blueberry scone so fucking have at it and stop fluttering about. And he gets up and walks away, and Wes is like, right, thanks for that. <laughs> so uh, then he goes over, and he does ask Cordy, and it's slow dance time, and everybody's slow dancing, Oz and Willow and Anya and Xander and Cordy and Wes and et cetera, et cetera. And Giles and Buffy are standing off to the side watching, and... um uh, Giles says to her, he's like, you know, I had no idea that that you know a group of children could be so gracious. And uh, Buffy says, well, you know, sometimes people surprise you. And he says, yeah, every now and then. And he's looking over her shoulder, and she turns to follow his gaze, and it falls upon Angel, who has arrived in full tuxedo. When I tell you the swoon I swanned, yeah, when I saw him in that tux, did you get moist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so there's Angel in tux, and he and Buffy uh, get together, and they slow dance the night away, and credits. He well, he does tell her, you know, it's it's just for tonight. It doesn't mean, you know. Right, he's They're like, I, back together. He just, he's like, I still don't love you, and I want you to know, but I'm just going to be nice for tonight. He tells her he just didn't want to miss her big night. Right. And yeah, she says she understands. And she's like, wow, fuck you, dick. 
No, she says she understands. No, but she and, means fuck you, dick. That's what. And she they dance. Yeah, thanks and for redoing the, the scene the that I just did. But you didn't do it good enough. Sorry. Okay. Next time, that's all right. From now on, I'll let you do all the scenes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's our episode, ladies that and germs. Um. No real monsterology this week. Hellhounds, they're kind of pervasive throughout, you know, horror movies and, and that kind of stuff. Generic werewolves. And um, obviously the idea of someone trying to wreak havoc on prom night, you know, it's nothing new. There's a series of movies called Prom Night, you know, um, Carrie, all that kind of stuff. Um. Our body count this week was eight. Nice. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry, six. Our body count was six. Oh, My, see, you ruined it. Eight I'm was sorry. good, and you fucking, you know, fuck I'm you. Sorry. Fuck everything about you, James. Wow. Uh, our music this week uh, <clears throat> was Fat Boy Slim, Praise You, from You've Come a Long Way. Baby, released by EMD Virgin Records in 98. By the way, when you uh, heard that, did it blow your mind that that song was that old? <laughs> it blew my I was like, oh my fucking God, I didn't realize that song was that old. Um, what are we cool in the Gang, Celebration. Cool in the Gang, Celebration from Celebration, released by Polygram Records in 1980. Cracker, The Good Life, from Gentleman's Blues, released by EMD uh, Virgin Records in 1998. The Lassie Foundation, El Rey, from Pacifico Shogun Sounds, released in 1999. And uh, El Rey, released by Anaset Records in 2000. The Sundays, Wild Horses, from the Buffy the Vampire soundtrack, released by TVT Records in 1999, and um, uh, uh, Blind, released by Geffen Records in 1992, and of course our original score by series composer Christoph Beck. Jeremy. No. Okay, well, that's the end of the show. Uh, would you please uh-huh. tell me what you rate this episode mm-hmm. on a scale of one to five? How many wild horses do you give it? And tell me your final thoughts. Well, I'm going to give it a one, James. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It's a five. Uh, No, I really liked it. It's a good episode. It moves really fucking fast. It it was a very fast episode. Yeah, like a couple of episodes ago was similar, but this one was even quicker. Um, No, it's a five because of, probably because of what I already know of what's to come in the last two episodes, but it just, it fits right. In fact, my only complaint about the episode, other than little shit I nitpicked, during the, the, you know, the revisit is no faith, no mayor. Um, I think there should have been at least one little interstitial s- scene thrown in there, maybe two, 
where they don't have they, they, they don't have to be necessarily involved in the episode or involved with the characters, but just kind of keep them involved in you know what I'm saying? Like what right. they're doing, that kind of thing. That'd probably be my only complaint about the episode, and that's doesn't take any points away. Um it's very well written. It's a Marty Noxon episode, so you know, it's good. Well right. written. All, it's they're always well acted, even when even when the story and the scripts are shit. It's you know, so that's goes without saying that it was well acted. Um but yeah, it's it's a big setup for things to come. So um yeah, it's a five the the, the I don't know how it couldn't be how it could be anything other than a five, honestly. I figure if it's not a five in your mind, you're just wrong. Uh no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's you know, it's a five to me. Um so James No. Okay. That's the end of the episode then. Um let's tell just... the people where they can find us. Let's wrap this up. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, James, on a scale of one to five, yes, sir. how many hellhounds do you give this episode? And give us your final thoughts and make them fucking brief for once. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's a five. It's a five. Yeah. It's a five. And I mean, it could be, uh, it could be nostalgia shading that, that makes it a five. It could be because I know what's to come that makes it a five. I really don't know. What I know is that it's a five. It, the episode zoomed along. I literally, when it was over, I was like, really already. I know. Um, I had the same reaction last week with choices, choices zoomed by real quick. Um, yeah, it's, it's well-written. I mean, everything you said, it's a Marty Knox, an episode when you see her name attached it's one of the names you know you're going to get something quality out of it. It's well written. The directing is good. Obviously the acting is phenomenal. It always is. This is it's this is such a good cast. I mean, uh even when the episodes are shit, they shine. Yep. Um uh I I will say much like you, my only complaint is no no faith and no mayor. Um I think at this point in the game, not having them in the episode in some capacity is a mistake. Um, uh, unlike you, um, I the the Buffy Angel stuff kind of really drive it for me. Um, it's you know, like I said earlier, and we've said before, Sarah and David just you know they they have so much chemistry together. Um, they, every scene they're in together is, is great. Um, uh, the scene where Buffy breaks down with Willow is, it's damn near heartbreaking in my opinion. You know, it, I, it, I teared up during the Buffy angel sewer scene. Um, I, I was kind of surprised I didn't actually shed tears seeing Buffy break down to Willow that way. It was, it was phenomenal. It was heartbreaking. It was very powerful. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a five. It's yeah. I don't, I don't see any way around it. It's, it's a five. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, James. Do me a favor. Yes. 
Okay. Tell them where they can find us. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Don't steal my shtick. Don't steal my shtick. It's been stolen. There's nothing uh, they can go to BuffyRevisited.com, mm-hmm. or or they can't. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. No. <laughs> or don't. No. I don't fuck. Or don't. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'm. I mean, listen. You could email us at go. fucking BuffyRevisited at gmail.com, <laughs> or you could not. Or you could not. Whatever. Whatever. You could visit us at our Facebook page. Yep. There's a link to it at BuffyRevisited.com. Yep. Or don't. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. It's you, fine. Whatever. Right. It's whatever, man. Uh, you could go to the YouTube, our YouTube channel, where you can see the video version of this very podcast you're listening to yeah. right now. Or don't. Um, or don't. Like, yeah. there's a link to it at BuffyRevisited.com. Click it or don't click it. Whatever, man. Yeah. You whatever, do you. Yeah. Like, once you're there, like, once you're on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, you can leave us comments on any of the posts we've made. Mm-hmm. Or don't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We don't care. We don't whatever. care, man. It don't matter to it's, us. It's whatever. It, Whatever, like we're chill about it. Yeah, we're not. Chill. <laughs> Please talk to us. <laughs> no, yeah, buffyrevisited.com. Uh, there's links to buff to our email, which is buffyrevisited at gmail.com. Links to our Facebook, links to our YouTube. Um, like I said, the YouTube channel has the video version of the podcast. Feel free to leave us comments there. The Facebook uh, page has posts about all the episodes occasionally random posts for things that I might find funny or interesting or amusing. Feel free to leave us comments on there. Um, We will address those comments uh, here on the podcast. We'll discuss them. Um, uh, And uh, um, if there's more to discuss, we will try and carry on that discussion uh, in the comments section as we are doing right now with Darlene and Catherine and ourselves um, in the comment section for last week's episode choices. Um, so yeah, reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. We, we joke around a lot, you know, obviously that's our whole thing, but we do love hearing from you guys. We're eternally grateful to everyone that watches and listens and comments. Um, Cause we, we love discussing this uh, with each other and, and with other people. So that's all I have. James, you always leave out our most important link. I'm sorry. Our OnlyFans is at nipples, nipples, nipples. <laughs> okay. Anyway. N- Ironically, there's only two sets of nipples. Yeah. So maybe it should just be nipples, nipples. But yeah, whatever. We'll consider it. Maybe, it's just maybe my we're nipples. Gonna, maybe we're going to add a nipples. Maybe we're going to add a third. Oh. You never know. Maybe. Stay tuned. Uh, So next week, we will be jumping into Season 3, Episode 21, the penultimate episode of Season 3, Graduation Day, Part 1. It's a six for James. Um, (laughs) So I'm definitely looking forward to this. These two episodes, I've already said it earlier in the season, are my favorite... um, season finales of the Buffy uh, Buffy show not not including Angel but of just right. the Buffy show these season three is my overall favorite season and these um, are my definitely my two favorite uh, season finales yeah I am um, nobody cares shut these- up um, so <laughs> let's- 
these are number two for me. These oh, graduation really? days, part one and two. Oh, that's um, right. That's are right. Number two for me. I'm. That's right. I I got to give it to becoming one and yeah. becoming two. I forgot. I, that's those. Hey, those are valid. Hold, that's very valid. Yeah, yeah they hold. An argument could definitely be made. Either you know, for for right. those as being you know. Yeah, I 100% get where you're coming from with graduation day one and two being your favorite. I get it. Trust yeah. me. 100% yeah. do. I love those episodes too. And I think that's, and I think it's, I think they get the edge for me because season three is my overall favorite season. So right. that's why right. they get the edge for me. But anyway, thank you all for joining us this week. As always, we look forward to seeing you next week and we're about to wrap this season up. I have been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta.